Hi y'all, John Alcorn, that one dude 2020, really the CEO and founder of the God Over Money Sports Network. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. knows his stuff uh you know he's not afraid to go at people and no player should have that much control over an organization well last time i checked this is not the los angeles lebron how did you get blocked by lebron james on twitter talking about you know wanting to inspire and like i'm inspired right now i want to run through a brick wall for you right now i cutthroat it's very you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. God put me in a position. It's always a good time when I get to get on that dude 2020's show. What is up, folks? Welcome to another episode of That One Dude 2020 on the God Everybody Sports Network. Unless you live under a rock and somehow don't know who the segment is, award keyword award winning Kansas City sports radio host Darren Smith. Darren, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good, man. If I was feeling so kind of well, I would be trying to figure out why I'm not in the little opening clip, but it's all good. It's all good. Good show, man. Definitely great to have you on here again, folks, like we do on every show. We'll start with today's uh, prayer break. Lord, just thank you again for this opportunity. Darren is such a fine young man to bless to know him and how an opportunity. Let this be an opportunity for whoever watches this or him or myself to make a difference in somebody's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's verse, though, folks, I believe we have it here is in First Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another. As we know in the sports world, encourage one another and build each other up, just in fact, as you are doing. 
I think what I've noticed here, folks, is like I said, we met Darren, a great friend of mine, but it's not guaranteed. Like when you meet somebody, it could be one interview and like you just be professor building one, building each other up. And I think that is especially the important thing. It wasn't guaranteed that you're probably come back on. You probably think it's just some goofy 22 or 23 year old. You don't have to come on. But getting to know you, my man, has definitely been a huge blessing. We'll make sure that people, when people come on, Darren, it's contributing to my career and being a blessing to other people. So it's definitely, I don't take that for granted in any way, shape, or form. Each one, two point is the old adage that I go by. So glad to be of uh, service. Definitely, man. And uh, what, like, We've heard from people, from reporters and others, that how the offseason's been for them. we got to ask you, this has been a crazy offseason from the Super Bowl to now. How has it been for you and how have you been able to adjust getting to what we would call back to Well, I mean, it, it's it's been pretty – I mean, I, I, I keep myself busy, so it's not – you know, I never really have a downtime. I cover the Chiefs, the Royals, KU basketball, sport in Kansas City. Actually, I got a soccer game in about five hours. Uh, tonight, so I mean, I'm always busy. Um, personally, last couple of months I've been on a weight loss kick, so I've lost about 60 pounds and uh, trying to lose another 75, trying to get down to my old college weight. So you know, get if I can get if I can get anywhere near there by the time Super Bowl runs around, I'll be a happy camper. So, but other than that, I'll just you know, just regular life, day to day stuff. Definitely, man. That's what I'm going to be working on is seeing you. If you can do it, I know I definitely can. Aspire to uh, lose some weight because I know I need to take it. It's important out there, like take care of your body. And that definitely think that's going to help and support. But for, for the viewers out there, we did this on the MI6 Sports Network. But for people that don't watch this, that like somehow maybe not know who you are, like what your story or how you got started, do it kind of explain to the fans out there that may not know who you are. Well, I mean, I was born and raised in Kansas City. Uh, started, did an internship at a local black station back in 94, uh, covering sports. I was doing an internship with the sports director there. And uh, my first assignment was the Kansas City Chiefs on a Monday Night Football. I, I can't remember who they played, but that was my first foray into this uh, to the sports world and took a liking to it and really never looked back um, Started in when I was in college, and you know, and have had different, different directions in regards to my path to where I'm at now. Currently, I'm at uh, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City here in Kansas City, where again, as I mentioned before, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, sport in Kansas City. I've gotten a chance to cover, you know, cover two worlds. Well, one World Series. I was out of town covering the Chiefs game for the one that the Chiefs. I mean, that the Royals actually won. I've covered two Super Bowls featuring the Chiefs, and I've but I've covered three Super Bowls total, and been on Radio Row four times. Covered some NCAA championships and big Floyd Mayweather fights and stuff like that, and UFC fights as well. So I cover it all. Man, to cover a Floyd Mayweather fight, I can't imagine. At least maybe it wasn't the <laughs> Logan Paul one, of course, because we know how. No, no, no. I, I did the Mayweather-McGregor fight. So. Ooh, what was that like? Because you know how McGregor's this huge trash talker. Oh, it was, it was, it was crazy. I, I remember the day before when they had like the weigh-in and the whole Cardi B was in Vegas performing in the middle of the ring and stuff like that. It was, it was crazy, man. It, it was wild. It, it was a wild time, and then, of course the fight itself, you know, being what it was, a ten rounder. 
Um, was pretty good. I had to leave right after the fight, so I got a couple of questions in in the post game, and then had to get to the airport. So, but yeah, I mean, it was great. I was there for about four days. It you know everything turned out well. Definitely awesome. I mean, you've done continued to do great work here, but of course, CDC, you cover the Chiefs with the 2020 season fastly approaching us. Thank God, it just felt like 80 years without football here. Who do you think on or off the field for the Chiefs is like the biggest offseason addition, either in the draft or free agency? Well, I mean, I, I think the biggest the biggest upgrades have been to the offensive line. I mean, they they signed I mean, they signed I believe four or five offensive linemen. Uh, or I think well, I know they traded for one in, in Orlando Brown as the starting left tackle for us, and then of course they signed Joe Thune from the Patriots as a left guard. In the draft, they got Creed Humphreys and they got Trey Smith, and they brought back Lucas Niang, who sat out last season due to COVID. So, I mean, right now, at the moment, looking at their offensive line, they've got Brown, they got Thune, they got two rookies who are on the first team, which is Creed Humphrey, along with Trey Smith and Mike Rimmers. Now, if they get Lucas Niang in there, then that means that Kansas City's uh, offensive line is going to be solid for years to come. So, Hopefully, so that, that's been the biggest that, that's been the biggest upgrade this offseason. Exactly. That's the most important thing there. I think people don't realize. And hopefully maybe it doesn't cause too much trauma for me as a Broncos fan, or maybe too much drama for the Denver Broncos defense as a whole. But speak have maybe some setbacks though. Carson Wentz Darren, it's been a so week. You've yeah, I don't know, maybe not covered, but you've talked about it with people. You think Carson Wentz is one of those guys where he just he's not going to reach his full potential because going back to high school, he's dealt with injuries, and now it's basically the same story again. I mean, you said it's the same story. I mean, when when I got a notification from ESPN yesterday that he was injured, I think I think I got it during during my show said that he had injured his leg or something, and I was like, well, I mean, it's to be expected. So he can't catch a break. I don't know how long he's he's expected to be out, but. You know, with it being like the third day of, of of camp, that's not a good look because he's not going to be able to build any type of rapport with his line and his uh, and his teammates on the offensive side of football. So, it's a uh, it's a shot in the bow for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, I'm not you know we don't play him. I think unless it would be in the playoffs. So I'm not really you know not really that concerned about what 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 happens to him. Uh, as it relates to, you know, what happens to the team I cover. But it, it, it's not, you know, for him, it's another setback or something that obviously he wasn't looking forward to. He just has to work his way through it. You watched that, as you see, at these practice. What is it about Carson Wentz? Because it seems like he gets to 100% and then, like, he plays just for a tiny bit and then he gets re-injured again. Is there something about that? Or, like, what do you like? What do you see from, like, your perspective? And why does he keep getting injured? Because this goes back all the way to his high school days. I think he just has bad luck. I mean, I, I've never, I've never been injured in athletic competition, so I can't really say – why he, you know, why he just has that type of luck, but, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's gotten bad luck, but even to that point, you know, he still gets many, many, many opportunities. So, you know, I mean, they, they traded enough for him and they, you know, they, they, they're giving him the opportunity. I think he's going to try to work himself back. And like I said, depending on the severity of the injury, we'll see how long he'll actually be out. And that's uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be telling. I mean, depending on, like I said, depending on how how bad the injury is, 
we'll find out whether or not you know he makes it back and can you know this is just a little bump on the road uh, you know during this time here in, in Indianapolis so if there's something more to it than meets the eye. Hopefully it isn't of course redhead stick together so you never know what happens there but based on if it's a severity or let's say it's not, do you think the Colts sees it as in jeopardy? Should they like panic or is it like what adults do in tough situations? We just calm down and take it one day at a time. Now, if I remember, I think they still have um, the, the, um, the quarterback that they got from New England. His name just loses me right uh, at the moment, but he was a, he was a starting quarterback before before Wentz came in. So, as long as he's on the, as long as he is, as long as he's on the roster, if he's still on the roster, I think they'll be fine. They got that second, I think it's second or third rounder, Jacob Beeson, and of course Sam Ellinger out of Texas, and we know the unfortunate history of Texas quarterbacks in the NFL. So hopefully he can start. But again, like Dan, like I've said about Sam, the problem is like with his, with their bread and butter at Texas. And I'm a Texas fan, so I'm not going to be too biased here. You can't play from behind. So hopefully he can definitely uh, get that back. But it kind of lessens or putting stuff in behind. With the world getting back to normal, whatever you want to call it, what is it, I guess you could say, the biggest lesson that you've learned or things that you're starting to continue to appreciate? Uh, well, I mean, things have been pretty normal for me. I mean, I, you know, wear my mask. I, um, I mean, for me, with things kind of getting back to normal, so to speak, but with the Delta variant, I'm not sure uh, if and when things may revert back to the way it was, but, you know, when COVID first hit. So for me personally, I mean, things have just been pretty much the same, just, this year, being able to, to attend chief training camp compared to last year when the COVID first hit, uh, I think that's just been the biggest difference. But actually, uh, like I said, other than that, everything's been pretty normal for, for me. Definitely glad things are opening back up. I know it's different in every state, but um, what do you see? Like, like I got to ask you that. I, I don't know if we talked about this last time. Um, Le'Veon Bell, of course, is still a free agent. Was there something that happened in the locker room or what, like, what was the deal? Because he said he didn't want to play for Andy Reid, but then he had like a HRPO response on Twitter. No, nah, I mean, nah, nobody really knows. We, we did ask Andy, I think, after, you know, that Twitter stuff came out, but he just, you know, Andy being a classy guy that he is, just kind of played it off to the left. So we don't really know. I mean, that's pretty much his, his way of announcing his retirement because if you take shots at Andy Reid, after all he's done in the league, it's kind of hard for anybody to take a chance on you. So I think that's just his way of literally retiring from the NFL because he wasn't able to contribute when he was here in Kansas City, which, you know, we I had high hopes for him, but just didn't work out that way. Definitely did, but this shows kind of like an ego or an attitude. When you take live shots, at the, let's say, I'm not saying any read is right or wrong here. I don't know anything. But when you take live shots at a coach or a coordinator on Twitter, because that shows you, if you do that on Twitter, how are you going to handle something in the locker room when it gets tough, when you're behind and not playing well? And I think that kind of speaks to maybe his leadership or non-leadership, or maybe his attitude. And I can understand the Kansas City Chiefs not bringing him back. Is you want the right people with the right attitude here, without a doubt. Well, nobody, well, well let me say, nobody is above reproach. Nobody's above criticism. Uh, so I mean, Andy Reid notwithstanding, it's just that, I mean – he said something but didn't say what Andy supposedly said to him, so you kind of leave things out for interpretation. When you do that, you know, it can go either direction. 
and it didn't go in the direction that favored him. So, I mean, Andy Reid is, you know, he's a big boy. He can take criticism. I mean, and, you know, this industry, you have to. But at the end of the day, like I said, it was, you know, it was something he probably wishes he could have handled differently. And, uh, you know, he'll have to, he'll have to learn a, a valuable lesson from it. Definitely. I've so learned a lot. Definitely. I've learned a lot of very humbling lessons here. Speak kind of this last question, too, because I know you have a basis guys are doing a game tonight. If there's a game you had to pick for the Chiefs this year in the regular season, which one do you think could be like that game changer towards come playoff time? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I guess I would say the hard to say maybe Pittsburgh or man, I don't look. I, I really don't know because the Chiefs have an easy second half of the schedule. Their their toughest half is the first half as they face five playoff teams out of, in their first seven games. Uh, this year, so I really don't have a particular game that you know I can pinpoint towards the end of the season. I'd be like, okay, they got to win this game to kind of get on the right track. I just think if they if they win their early big games against the Ravens, against the Bills, against the Browns, against the Reds, you know, Washington football team. Um, if there's one other playoff team I can't think of, but if they if they can win those early games then it just sets themselves up and separates them from everyone else. Uh, because, like I said, in the latter half of the season, they got, you know, the Chargers, they got the Raiders, they got the Cincinnati Bengals, they got the Denver Broncos. So uh, I think it gets easy. It gets easy for them after week number seven. So, I like I said, I really don't have a, a team that I think that can that I can pinpoint on the schedule like, oh, this is going to be the turning point. Even though I'm a Broncos fan, dear, if Drew Luck is somehow starting, we don't have a chance in way. I think he's he is not a caliber quarterback. I don't think he can make it in the NFL much as on the Broncos. It might not seem something with Luck here, but I guess I'm just not people saying that he could he could thrive, but then a lot of people are saying, Well, I mean, look what he did last year. He couldn't throw the football that far. I got nothing for you, man. I'm not a big believer in Drew Luck. I've said that before. So I you know. You and I maybe will. maybe if you get maybe if you get Deshaun Watson you might you might have a chance. Maybe Watson or Rogers and I tell people this I'll fly down to Aaron Rodgers golf course or wherever he is to give him the contract to sign. I'll buy you like like maybe one of these or a cup coffee or something to get him mm-hmm. into Denver. But I think one game for me though before I let you go, I know you have a very busy schedule here. Looking at the Cleveland, I'm not saying it's a make it or break it, of course, but. I'll be curious now that you have, I believe, Danny Williams or your second year running back, Carter Delaire. I'll be curious now that they're not splitting the carries, how that office is going to be because both teams maybe are going to be run heavy. The Browns, they're not completely the Browns as they were before, but I think there's definitely a lot of pressure on Baker and Landry. And like we know, OBJ was out last year, so I'm not really too sure. Is he going to be a big factor? Is it? Hopefully it doesn't go back to 2019, but definitely think that could be interesting to see how the Browns and Chiefs play again now. Obviously I want the Browns to win because I'm a Broncos fan, so there's no hate against the Chiefs. It's just a fun rivalry here in football. But again, folks, here before we – Go for today's show, Derek. Do you have any like, shout outs or anything else that you're working on or games or anything of the sorts? No, not really, man. Just again, I just hit the gym every day trying to lose his weight, man. That's basically it, man. I got a show tomorrow morning 
on A10 on the ship with Darren Smith from 9 to 11 Central. Uh, they can hear it online at A10WSB.com. And basically just sitting back and enjoying the Olympics and working out every day. So And Chiefs training camp, too. So I go back up uh, Monday to St. Joe to cover the Chiefs. So. Definitely going to be inspiring me to, I guess, work on myself and kind of do that. And that's what's important. It's about lifting each other up. And so that's definitely been an inspiration. But uh, Darren, thank you for coming on. And if you hear screens all the way from Kansas City, it's because you're <laughs> probably through another interception. Or maybe I need to see probably. Bucky Barnes. Maybe <laughs> Bucky Barnes' therapist because there's definitely a lot of trauma with your life. But uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. We'll uh, definitely do this again. Thank you so much, Darren. I right, Take care. his stuff uh you know he's not afraid to go at people and no player should have that much control over an organization well that's my check this is not the los angeles lebron how did you get blocked by lebron james on twitter talking about you know wanting to inspire and and like i'm inspired right now i want to run through a brick wall for you right now i cutthroat it's very you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. God put me in a position. It's always a good time when I get to get on that dude 2020 show.